today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Jeremiah here, he was instructed to take the elders of the people, some of the priests, go out to the valley of Hinnom, this place of idolatry. Oh, and again, this is, this is in Jerusalem. This is in the shadow of the temple. This is happening. And say, hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. So he's speaking to the leaders of Jerusalem, the kings. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring such a catastrophe on this place that whoever hears of it, his ears will tingle. God used Jeremiah to rebuke the nation of Israel, and he tried to get his people to turn away from their wickedness of idolatry and back to himself. The Israelites continued in their disobedience, even after being warned because they were callous to the word of God. Today, Pastor Dan will be challenging you to examine yourself and to see if there is any wicked way within you. Don't be like rebellious Israel who became complacent and turned their backs on God during a time of blessing. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. On behalf of the people of Judah, he prayed that God would not pour out his wrath upon them. But now, now Jeremiah is going to change his prayer a little bit. You know, he prayed that God would be merciful to them. But now he's not going to pray that anymore. Look what he says. Therefore, verse 21, deliver up their children to the famine and pour out their blood by the force of the sword. Let their wives become widows and bereaved of their children. Let let their men be put to death. Their young men be slain by the sword and battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses when you bring a troop suddenly upon them. For they have dug a pit to take me and hidden snares from my feet. Yet, Lord, you know all their counsel, which is against me to slay me. Provide no atonement for their iniquity. Don't forgive their sins. Nor blot out their sin from your sight, but let them be overthrown before you. Deal thus with them in the time of your anger. That's quite a prayer, isn't it? That he prays for them. No more interceding for them. No more be merciful to them, Lord. Don't pour out your wrath upon them. Now he says, Lord, make them suffer. Make their children suffer. Uh, And look down in verse 23, he asked God to punish them in the time of his anger. He he didn't want God to be in a calm, forgiving mood when he judged the people. He wanted God to be angry and unhinged when he judges them. Let him have it, Lord. What do you think about that prayer? It reminds me of David's prayer. David prayed a similar prayer in Psalm 58. Listen to this, what David prayed. Break their teeth in their mouth, O God. (laughs) Isn't that a great prayer? You never hear that in a worship song. Break their teeth, you know, in their mouth, O God. You know, you know, Jeremiah and David, they're both human beings. 
right? And they have, they have a similar nature to us. And they've been hurt by people. And Jeremiah here, just like David, he responds like someone who's been hurt by people. And some, sometimes, uh, sometimes a person who is hurt, they get angry, right? They get frustrated. And they, they vent their feelings. They vent their frustration. That's what Jeremiah is doing here. He, he's a person with, with like passions just like us. He's not some kind of super spiritual saint who never, you know, said anything ungodly. He always walked in the spirit. Some, sometimes, you know, he's just like us and just like we do. He, he's frustrated. And he expresses his frustration here. This is a very natural reaction. Now, I want to be clear. You shouldn't act on these feelings. But it's okay to pour them out to God. That's what he's doing. He's not acting on them. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. He's not sinning here. He's just pouring out how he feels to God. And it's okay when you're angry to tell God you're angry. When you're frustrated, to tell God you're frustrated. When you're hurt, to tell God you're hurt. It's, you know, be honest with God. He knows the thoughts and intents of our heart. So we don't want to have this kind of phony prayer uh, that isn't true, where we tell, you know, we say the things we think God wants us to say in our prayer. We, you know, be honest, be real in your prayer when you talk to God. And if you're hurt by someone, say, God, I'm hurt. And I know you want me to forgive them, but I don't feel like forgiving them. Lord, I wish, I wish that you would hurt them the way that they've hurt me. I wish you would smash their teeth in their mouth. Because that's how I feel. Now again, I'm not acting on those feelings. But I'm pouring out my heart to the Lord. And that's, that's okay. To be real with the Lord. The reason we want to be real with the Lord is because he's the potter. And we're the clay. And he's shaping us and molding us and conforming us into the image of Christ. And when Christ is on the cross, he prays, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And we want to get to that place, but we're not always at that place. And so the potter sometimes needs to work on the clay because we're marred. And, and we've got this this anger, or we've got this resentment, or we've got this hurt. And the potter needs to work that out in us. And so, you know, it's good to just walk in the light with those things with the Lord so that he can work in us and change us and make us more like Christ. And I want you to notice here, though, it's important to notice here that God does not respond to Jeremiah's outburst. God allows Jeremiah to to have this tantrum, to vent his frustrations, but God is silent. You know, we're supposed to love our enemies, we're supposed to forgive, we're supposed to turn the other cheek, and so God will, will allow us to kind of have our tantrum and have, you know, our frustrations and kind of vent those things uh, to him so that we can then come around to his way, so that he can do this work in our hearts to get us to a place where we want to forgive, we want to love, and we want to turn the other cheek and not smash their teeth in their mouth like David. He's doing a work in us. 
Now, chapter 19, very quickly, uh, contains another symbolic act. Just as he went down to the potter's house, uh, now uh, the Lord has Jeremiah do another symbolic act in, in this chapter. Verse 1 says, Thus says the Lord, Go and get a potter's earthen flask. So now he's to go, apparently, back to the potter's house to buy a flask from him. And take some of the elders of the people and some of the elders of the priests. These are the people that are plotting how they might uh, smear Jeremiah and destroy his reputation. Take some of them and go out to the valley of the son of Hinnom. The valley of Hinnom. Which is by the entry of the potsherd gate. We're not sure what gate that is. It might be the dung gate, but we're not sure. And proclaim there the words which I tell you. So they, he's supposed to get some of the elders, some of the priests. He's supposed to get this uh, clay flask, this bottle. Take the elders and the priests down to the valley of Hinnom. Now the valley of Hinnom, uh, in, the days, in the days before Jeremiah and probably at the time of Jeremiah also, uh, it was a place of idol worship. The valley of Hinnom uh, was a place of human sacrifice where the people of Jerusalem sacrificed their infant children to the god Molech and to the god Baal. It's also called the Valley of Slaughter for this reason. When Josiah became king, he turned the Valley of Hinnom into a trash dump for the city of, Jer- of Jerusalem. Because of just the evil that had taken place there, he made it the town dump for Jerusalem. In the New Testament, it's called Gehenna, and it's also called hell. And it was a place of continual burning. The trash always burned. It was always on fire. And the valley of Hinnom, or the valley of Gehenna. If they had um, unclaimed bodies or people that were executed through crucifixion, for example, their bodies would be cast into the Valley of Hinnom and burned in the fire. Uh, That's why it's unique when you read the account in the gospel that Joseph of Arimathea, he goes to Pontius Pilate and he requests the body of Jesus. Normally the bodies of people that were crucified were burned in the Valley of Hinnom. Joseph uses his connection as a leader in the Jewish community and ask Pontius Pilate to do him a favor and give him the body. Otherwise, the body would have been cast into the Valley of Hinnom. So you have this fire, and the Valley of Hinnom sits down to the south, uh, beneath the city of Jerusalem, and uh, it was a place, it's, it's what Jesus used to describe hell. It's the imagery of hell, where the fire is never quenched, and the worm never dies. It's this valley where there's just this stench of garbage and fire and burning carcasses, and everything else down there. It is the image of hell that Jesus used. Um, It's interesting today, in Jerusalem, they have have made it this beautiful park where families go to picnic, which is so surreal to me that they would sacrifice human beings and children back in the Valley of Hinnom in the Old Testament, that it was the garbage dump in the New Testament, and now it's this beautiful green park where people will spend you know, the afternoon. But Jeremiah here, he was instructed to take the elders of the people, some of the priests, go out to the valley of Hinnom, this place of idolatry. Oh, and again, this is, this is in Jerusalem. This is in the shadow of the temple that this is happening. And say, 
Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. So he's speaking to the leaders of Jerusalem, the kings. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring such a catastrophe on this place that whoever hears of it, his ears will tingle. But here's why. Because they have forsaken me and made this an alien place, because they have burned incense in it to other gods whom neither they, their fathers, nor the kings of Judah have known and have filled this place with the blood of the innocent, speaking of the, the children that were sacrificed. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. They have also built the high places of Baal to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or speak, nor did I come, nor did it come into my mind. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, verse 6, says the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. Tophet means the place of burning. And they called it Tophet, the place of burning, because they burned their children there as a sacrifice to Baal and Molech. And he says it will be called the valley of slaughter. And I will make void, verse 7, the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. And what he's saying here is when, that, when the catastrophe comes, none of your counselors are going to know what to do. Nothing they suggest is going to work. And I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of those who seek their lives. Their corpses I will give as meat for the birds of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth. I will make this city, Jerusalem, desolate and a hissing. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and hiss because of all its plagues. Look at verse 9. And I will cause them to eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters. And everyone shall eat the flesh of his friend in the siege and in the desperation with which their enemies and those who seek their lives shall drive them to despair. When the Babylonians come and they lay siege to Jerusalem, what, what they would do in those days is the army would just surround a city and they would cut off the food supply and they'd cut off the water supply and they would just wait and they would starve out the city. And that's what the Babylonians did. They had this, this you know, uh, protracted siege against Jerusalem. The people ran out of food and they turned to cannibalism. And they started eating their children. And they started eating people just to survive in the city. 
Now, if you're a note taker, uh, you could jot down Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28. And I'll just read a couple verses for you out of there. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Um, this is before the children of Israel come into the land. Um, and this is when Moses declares to them the blessings and the cursings that, that will take place. Blessings if they obey the Lord. Cursings that will take place if they disobey the Lord. And he said among the cursings that could take place. Verse 47, Deuteronomy 28, 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. For the abundance of everything that he gives you. He goes on to say in verse 49. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar. From the end of the earth as swift as the eagle flies. A nation whose language you will not understand. A nation of fierce countenance, which does not respect the elderly, nor show favor to the young. And then he says, they shall besiege you at all of your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land, which the Lord your God has given you. You shall eat the fruit of your own body and the flesh of your sons and your daughters whom the Lord your God has given you in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you. Jeremiah is quoting from Deuteronomy 28. Before they even came into the land, God told them, this is what's going to happen if you turn away from me. And now Jeremiah is just reminding them what God's already told them way back in Deuteronomy 28 of what would happen if they turned away. And again, he's, he's telling them this. He's reminding them of this so that they repent, so that they turn back. They're not going to turn back. They're not going to repent. They don't believe Jeremiah. So he's going to take them down into the valley of Hinnom with this clay flask in verse 10. Then you shall break the flask in the sight of the men who go with you, smash it on the ground, and say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Even so I will break this people and this city as one breaks a potter's vessel, which cannot be made whole again. Once it's shattered, you can't put it back together. And they shall bury them in Tophet, this place of burning. So there is no place to bury. They're not going to have enough places to bury the dead. Thus I will do to this place, says the Lord, and to its inhabitants, and make this city like Tophet. I'm going to make this whole city a place of burning. You know, they're going down into the valley of Hinnom to sacrifice their children and burn their children in the fire. He says, I'm going to make the whole town Tophet. Verse 13, And the houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah shall be defiled like the place of Tophet, because, here's why, of all the houses on whose roofs they have burned incense to all the host of heaven and poured out drink offerings to other gods. There in the Middle East, they have flat roofs on their houses. They could go up on the rooftop. And we're told here in verse 13 that God is going to bring destruction to all of the houses in Jerusalem and Judah because of the idolatry that has taken place in the houses and on the rooftops of the houses and the worshiping of other gods. Archaeologists, when they went into Jerusalem, they excavated parts of the city down to the time of the Babylonian siege. And what did they find in every house? Idols. Thousands of idols in the city. 
every home had its own personal idol or multiple idols. Just, just as the Bible describes here, the condition of the city. Verse 14, then Jeremiah came from Tophet where the Lord had sent him to prophesy and he stood in the court of the Lord's house. So now he goes into the court of the temple and said to all the people, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring on this city and on all her towns all the doom that I have pronounced against it because they have stiffened their necks that they might not hear my words. Do you ever have a stiff neck? Like sleep on your neck wrong and it's stiff and you can't turn your neck. You can't, right? They're not willing to turn. That's what it means. Their necks are stiff. They're not willing to turn back to God. And so he's going to completely destroy them like this, this clay flask, shatter them. And then after the Babylonian captivity, he's going to bring a remnant back and he's going to do a whole new thing. With them, He's going to make something new because the, the old thing has been completely destroyed. He's going to make something new in the days of Nehemiah and Ezra after the captivity. Now, real quick, just the first few verses of chapter 20. Okay, so now Jeremiah has said this. Chapter 18, going to the potter's house, goes down to the valley of Hinnom with some of the priests, some of the elders of the city breaks the flask, tells them this is what God's going to do. So now here's the response in, in chapter 20, verse 1. Now, Pasher, the son of Emer, the priest, who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Then Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet, put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. And it happened on the next day that Pasher brought Jeremiah out of the stocks, and then Jeremiah said to him, The Lord has not called your name Pasher, but Megor Misabib, which means um, fear on every side, because they're going to have fear on every side of the city. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword and the, of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hand. Look what it says of the king of Babylon. And he shall carry them captive to Babylon to slay them with the sword. Now, this is the first time that Jeremiah calls Babylon by name. Up to now, he said, you know, an army is going to come from the north. But now he says, it's going to be Babylon. The king of Babylon is going to come and you're going to be handed over to the Babylonians. So he, he calls them by name. And so we see Jeremiah is faithful to declare what God told him to declare. He was faithful to obey the Lord. And the result was, well, he gets beat up and he spends the night in the stocks. He gets arrested and put in jail for the night. He asked me how I know and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy. 
And between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the 